Are you ready? Hey, you think you can tell us what to do? You think you can tell us what to wear? You think that you're better? Well, you better get ready. Bow to the masters. Break it down! D Jin Nation, what is up? What is happening? We are on to week 10. This week uh, is pretty interesting. We've got some injuries we need to discuss that are going to play a key role here for this week. But um, overall, like the slate looks pretty straightforward for the most part. Uh, you know, um, we got this terrible Thursday night game going on. I really, it really sounds like Al Michaels would rather be anywhere but here uh, than uh, having to announce these games every single week. Can you mind me? No, because these games have been dog shit so far to start the year. Uh, so start, start the year like we're not in week 10. But uh, anyways, uh, let's let's just jump into it. Let's jump into this week 10 slate. Uh, this week, uh, at the top, let's start at quarterback like we always do. Go position by position. Josh Allen, I don't think he's going to play this week. He has not mm-hmm. practiced uh, either one of these two days. And it just doesn't make any sense for them to to roll him out here. I mean, they have Case Keenum. Not that obviously that's a big difference between Jim and Josh Allen, but you need to get him right. I mean, you have to be worried about the playoffs. You can't be worried about, you know, um, you know, this week against Minnesota. So I I just think that you probably see them uh, him sit this week, which is going to play a big role in how this slate looks. But then you have Patrick Mahomes against Jacksonville at seventy nine hundred. Kyler Murray, who also is uh, questionable, uh, limited practice with a hamstring injury. He's 7,200. And then Tua at 6,700. Dak Prescott at 6,600. Our king, Justin Fields, who we were all over last week, who went absolutely nuclear, is at 6,500. Kirk Cousins, 6K. And that wraps up the, the 6K range. Uh, you know, some other guys down at the bottom, you know, that we could be looking at this week, guys like Trevor Lawrence at 6,400. Uh, you know, Derek Carr is 5,600. But Jared Goff is also at 5,500 in that game in Chicago. So, Maddie. What are we doing at quarterback this week? And how much Justin Fields exposure are you going to have, even though he's probably going to be pretty chalk? Honestly, this is the most straightforward week I think we've had yet. Um, and there's been some weeks that have been pretty straightforward. But I just let me read let me read off to you the Vegas totals this week. We've got Cleveland and Miami, 49 and a half with a three and a half point spread. Uh, Jacksonville at KC, 51 points, nine and a half point spread. Houston at New York. 41 total, four-point spread. Denver and Tennessee, 38 total. Detroit and Chicago, 48.5 total, two-and-a-half-point spread. Uh, Minnesota-Buffalo, 43.5 total. And that's Buffalo's only favored by three-and-a-half, so that should tell you all you need to know about Josh Allen being being in or out. Uh, Vegas thinks he's out. Uh, Saints at Steelers, total of 40. Colts at Raiders, total of 40-and-a-half. Cowboys at Packers, total of 43. Cardinals at Rams total of forty point five, so that is we only have three games uh, that are coming in over forty three and a half, and that is Browns Dolphins at forty nine and a half, Jags Chiefs at fifty one, and Detroit and Chicago at forty eight and a half. Why do we just not load up on those three games? 
because all these other games are just absolutely miserable. And I mean, yeah, you can play a guy here or there. Like we'll talk about, you know, some receivers that we like and um, or that I like, especially uh, in the Saints and Steelers game. But um, outside of that, I mean, it's like, why not just play Justin Fields at 6,500 and going back to our, our, our quick chat we had before the pricing came out, you were like, DraftKings is probably going to price Justin Fields at 6,500 and it's still going to be too cheap. And what did they do? They priced him at 6,500 and it's still too cheap. I mean, he set the the quarterback record, single game record for rushing yards in a game, uh, passing Michael Vick. And I mean, it's just what we've seen from that, from this offense over the last four weeks is they're letting him run a ton. Uh, I mean, he's got what over 80 rush yards in, in three of his last four and 60 and over 60 in all four. So it's just a spot, $6,500 against the Lions at home uh, and only a two-and-a-half-point spread. So Vegas thinks the Lions should be able to keep it close. And I think that's really the key uh, for Fields. Like, yes, a lot of this is is designed, but when they're playing from behind too, you know, that's when you, you know, they drop back to passing and he can scramble around. Uh, and it's not as much designed in that regard. So I definitely think it does matter that the other other team can push him a little bit. And with it only being a two, a two and a half point spread, I definitely think that's the case here. And yeah, it's Justin Fields. And the only other quarterback I'm even remotely considering uh, is Patrick Mahomes at 7,900. And it, it just, it feels wrong to pay uh, an extra 1,400 for a uh, quarterback when you have Justin Fields doing what he's been doing. And you, you can pretty much, lo- wouldn't say just lock in 25 plus points, but I mean, that's pretty much what he's been good for. Uh, and he had a 45-point game last week. So, I mean, he's got got a monster ceiling because of his legs. And with the, facing the Detroit defense, I, that should allow him to be able to get close to hitting his ceiling there. So, like I said, Mahomes is the only other guy I'm even remotely considering on this slate at quarterback. Um, and I, that's just because I think he could go out there and just absolutely shred this, this Jags defense uh, and throw for 400 yards and four scores. And even if the Chiefs win by, you know, three touchdowns, but like, like we, you know, I just mentioned to you before we, right before we hopped on, the Chiefs haven't really blown anybody out this year except for San Francisco. Uh, Tampa Bay, they, you know, they did play ahead that most of that game by a couple of scores. But I mean, even then, the Chiefs still kept scoring. They scored forty-one points. So, um, it, you know, if, as long as Jacksonville, even if J- it's kind of irrelevant whether Jacksonville puts up points on the other side or not. So, um, that's that's the only reason I l- like Mahomes here is that, you know. I'm really confident that he can get me to 30 and like if fields is, you know, what's 30% owned, I would guess. And he gets you what 18 because he, you know, doesn't throw for, but only one touchdown and only rushes for 60 yards somehow. Um, I mean, I guess you have leverage there. I don't know. What, what typically happens is when Mahomes crushes, it's usually because Kelsey crushes too. So maybe, maybe you just play Kelsey and you get your Mahomes exposure that way. Um, and we'll talk about Juju as well, but yeah, it's Chiefs and Chiefs and Fields. Those are those. That's the two uh, two stacks that I'm looking at. Well, yeah, I mean, you can always play Patrick Mahomes and this offense highest supplied point total in the week. I think I mean, two attack Valoa is also squarely in play. Sixty seven hundred dollars uh, could be a nice leverage off of Fields if he's going to be that highly owned. Uh, you know, we've seen over the last two weeks, he's put up 32 and 27 DK points respectively. And the great thing about playing Tua is you know exactly who to pair him with. Like, you do, we don't have to play this. Like, with Mahomes, it can be frustrating, right? Because he can spread it around. Like, you can see you can see Kelsey. You can see him going to Hardman. Now, Hardman has missed. Uh, he did miss practice again today. 
So that is definitely something to monitor and keep an eye on there uh, in that game. Because uh, then I think mm-hmm. that could actually make things a little more interesting for someone like Canarius Tony, play a little bit more of that type of role. But um, anyways, uh, so I do think he can be frustrated because not knowing who to pair him with. But Tua, you don't have to worry about that. It's Tyreek and Jalen Waddle. Like, it is such a huge discrepancy between those guys to get to one or the other, right? And so or to, to the to the rest of this team because, you know, the, the way they, they that it's such a consolidated target share, it makes it so easy to stack. Uh, now it is expensive because you know Tyreek is ninety one hundred dollars, uh, and then you have uh, Jalen Waddle who is not that seventy seventy six. Yeah, seventy six hundred. So it is a very expensive stack. Yeah. But if you can find some other pieces, if there's some cheaper options that you like, that I think it does make some sense to go uh, with two attack Valoa because of how well they've played. Uh, they're going to throw the ball. Great matchup against Cleveland, and so. Um, you know, and then, you know, Miami has the second highest implied point total on this slate. Uh, I do think it's interesting that that's that opened at a five and a half and it's dropped down to three and a half. That is uh, somewhat interesting. But we've also seen the total rise up to forty nine and a half points. It's right there, right behind this. Chiefs oh, Cleve- Cleveland's definitely going to keep that game close. And I I, I, I love Miami. Um, only reason I didn't, you know, didn't suggest to us because, like you said, th- that stack is just so expensive. And this is a slate we don't have value. Um, so you're, you're going to make a lot of sacrifices paying up for to a, to a Waddle and Tyreek. I like the idea of just picking one of Waddle or Tyreek. Um, and I, I tend to side with Tyreek, but we can talk about wide receivers when we get there. But yeah, I, I absolutely agree that they, that's a game to target. Um, and I, I love the dolphins here. Yeah. And so I think Tua is somebody that I'm definitely going to have a lot of exposure to as well. And then you also, I think if you want to pay down and you want to go to the other side of that game, because we know that they're going to have to throw the ball, I think it's Trevor Lawrence. Like, he's 5,400. If you're looking for that salary saver, I think he can be that guy, um, you know, with him. I mean, he's not obviously as explosive, but he has he has a, a couple of decent games this year. We saw him put up 24, almost 25 against Indy, and then he put up 25.2 against the Chargers. And so, uh, you know, I think – especially because I think Travis Etienne is going to be popular again at $7,100. He's still too cheap for the volume that he's seeing. And so I do think, and the Chiefs have struggled against opposing running backs at times. And so, you know, if he's going to be popular, again, nice leverage off that could be Trevor Lawrence. You could sack him with Christian Kirk, a few other options here. And so I do think if you want to pay down, I think Trevor Lawrence is the guy you want to go to in this in this game that, that they're going to have to throw the ball. Like this is going to be a high-scoring game. And so when you're playing the Chiefs, so $5,400 Trevor Lawrence, like of all the cheap, uh, all the cheap quarterbacks down here, like uh, he's the one that I think makes the most sense here uh, if that's what you're wanting to do uh, here at quarterback. And so, yeah, I, w- I would look at Trevor Lawrence as an option. And I also think in that same game against Chicago, I think Jared Goff also makes sense at $5,500. Now he has struggled um, uh, in the last couple of, or, you know, the last few weeks, but yeah, he does have the 26 uh, fantasy point game against the or that, no, that was week two um i was going the wrong way but yeah 21 against miami uh but then he has a couple other bad games in here but jared goff you know with, with the weapons that they have there deandre swift now being healthy with having you know you can utilize him in the passing game you have amon rossi brown uh so uh, i i think jared goff would also be a quarterback that i think you can look to play as well on the other side of that again excellent leverage off of uh justin fields in that same game I just think I think we both agree that one of your your QB needs to come from one of those six teams in those three games. I wouldn't play any of any QBs from any of these other low total games. So Tua Brissett, 
uh, Mahomes, Lawrence, Golf, Fields. I think I think your QB should absolutely come from one of those. Yeah, and, and I've heard some people in the industry, and I'm not gonna uh, throw people under the bus, but I've heard that quite a few people talk about Case Keenum being a top five stack. Uh, you know, just Buffalo Bills with Case Keenum being a top five stack. I'm like, no thanks. If if he was 4K, I'd consider it. He's five. Th- he's 5K. Like, why not just play Trevor Lawrence or somebody like that that has rushing and ability? I, and- right. And then it, on top of that, like the, the weather for this game doesn't look very good. It's going to be really cold. I guess it's like 30. There's a chance for rain and snow in that game. It's going to be uh, almost 20 miles sustained winds. Like, it's not going to be conclusive to passing the football there. And, and so at least great. And then you're, you're also dealing with, you know, Case Keenum. So I know yeah, Case and, Keenum. And on top of that, he's Case Keenum. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I know he's like a in terms of like backup quarterbacks, like he's not a bad backup quarterback. He can get the job done for a game or two for you. But like he's not somebody that I'm like, oh yeah, I definitely want to play Case Keenum, right? And, and so that's exactly so this like the fact that so I'm glad you bring this up because the fact that, you know, if if Case Keenum is gonna be popular, that just signifies that there is absolutely no value this week. Because if people are wanting to pay down at quarterback when you have Justin Fields for only fifteen hundred more. And you've got Mahomes against Jacksonville in a 51 total. And people want to play Case Keenum in a 30-degree, you know, nasty weather game, whatever it ends up being. I, it's just Case Keenum regardless. Whether you know whether it's sunny and 75 degrees, it doesn't really matter. Um, the fact that people are flocking to him, you know, tells you all you need to know about the value that's available at the other positions. So, Yeah, so that being said, I don't think there's anything else really to talk about here. QB is straightforward. Yeah, I would. I mean, it's not going to happen, but I, I wish Matt Ryan was actually playing because I actually think he would. Because this, this Raiders team is so bad. Well, actually, let's let's jump over to running backs because uh, I think we can talk about uh, there's somebody that I really like in that game. But uh, so let's go over to running backs here. Unless do you, have any, you don't have any other quarterbacks, I assume, right? Nope. Yeah. All right. So we have Saquon that is in an absolute elite, elite spot against Houston at home. I mean, Houston has been dreadful against the run this year. They're 32nd in rush DVOA. They allow the most rushing yards, most rushing touchdowns. Like, they are terrible against the run. And so he's $8,600 and in such a great matchup, but he is more he is expensive. Then you have Derrick Henry, who's $8,300. And then you have Nick Chubb, Dalvin Cook, wrap up the 8K range. And then Josh Jacobs is $7,600. Jonathan Taylor is $7,500. Alvin Kamara at $7,400. Aaron Jones, 7,200, and then Travis Etienne at 7K. And then the 6K range is A.J. Dillon at 6,700, which is incredibly too high. Like, no thanks on that. I don't, I don't get that price range whatsoever uh, for him. I guess, though, there's a thought process maybe Tony Pollard would miss, but I, I don't know. Or not Tony Pollard. I was looking at him. Aaron Jones. Uh, so Tony Pollard, DeAndre Swift, Damian Pierce, James Conner, Raheem Mostert, Ezekiel Elliott, and David Montgomery wrap up the 6K range. So I'm going to say this. I actually think, and I, maybe it's because I hate myself, but I actually think Jonathan Taylor is a really sharp play this week at $7,500. I know he hasn't been very good this year like at all. Uh, you have to go all the way back to week one. But this Raiders team is an absolute mess right now. It's inside the dome, so that's good news. No weather concerns there. But I think you're probably going to see Jonathan Taylor see a massive target share, or target share a massive touch share in this offense. And so I think Jonathan Taylor, I think at 7,500, we know that is too cheap for what he, what his upside brings. You have Naheem Hines that is gone. Deion Jackson may not play in this game. So really he could see 30 plus touches in this game. You have Jeff Saturday, which is the, one of the wildest stories we've had this year that has come out that he has taken over 
as the head coach here for this team or the interim head coach for the rest of the season. But Jonathan Taylor at 7,500, you have the uh, Blake Martinez, they're one of their starting linebackers, decided to retire today. Denzel Perriman is uh, questionable. He may not play. This defense has already been dreadful. And so Jonathan Taylor at 7,500, I don't think he's going to carry that much ownership because of some of the running backs around him. And at 7,500, that is just too cheap in a matchup against this Raiders team that I am not afraid of. Their defense is awful. And so I really like Jonathan Taylor here at 7,500. Um, and then, you know, I think, you know, I, I also think DeAndre Swift could also be a sharp play at $6,400. He has been limited. I think last week he only played 16% of snaps. I think he got six touches in that game. But Dan Campbell did come out and say that they, they want to get him more involved, that he's, uh, you know, more healthy now, that they're going to get him more and more involved in this offense. And we know he could explode. So at $6,400 against a team against Chicago, who is also terrible against the run, I think DeAndre Swift uh, is another uh, is another guy that I, I kind of like at $6,400. But uh, who are some of the running backs that you like up here in the Supper K range? Yeah, I mean, you have to like Saquon against Houston. Um, I just don't know that I'm going to pay 8600 for a running back this week. Um, like, he's definitely the highest floor play on the slate. I just – it's tough for me on a slate with no value. I can't play two of these guys that cost almost nine k. So it's like, am I playing – Saquon Barkley or am I playing Tyree Kill? And I'm probably going to side with Tyree Kill because we know he's got 45 to 50 point upside. Um, And I mean, Saquon's been in good matchups this year and he's only scored, you know, 20 to 25 DK points. So like, I'm really confident that Saquon gets you in the 20s, but I'm not as confident that he gets you 30 to 35, which at an $8,600 salary, when you guys have another guy like Tyree Kill against Cleveland, uh, who he can absolutely obliterate, um, I'm just not as, as confident that, you know, he matches him on a ceiling basis. So you're going to have to make a decision. And I think for me, I'm going to side with the wide receivers that are up top this week um, as opposed to the running backs. But I absolutely love the Jonathan Taylor call. Uh, it just feels like uh, the Raiders are ready to to mail it in. I mean, there's reports that, you know, Devontae Adams and, and Derek Carr, are, you know, getting in heated arguments in the locker room. And those are those are supposed to be the shower narrative guy, right? Like those guys went to college together and, Carr was the reason that Adams even had interest in going to to Las Vegas and all that. So, you know, that, that team is is just imploding from the inside. They just cut their first round, what is he, safety, Jonathan Abram or whatever, whoever it was. Um, and like you said, the linebacker retired and their, their their offense is abysmal. And then you've got on the other, on the flip side, the Colts just fired their head coach. And there's, you know, that famous clip of uh, Jeff Saturday and Peyton Manning on the sideline where Jeff Saturday's yelling at Peyton Manning to run the damn ball uh, because the linemen want to block and, and, you know, put people in the dirt for running like while they run the ball, like the linemen, the linemen love that stuff. So in, in the, uh, the interesting fact that I saw after they hired him was now they have, there is zero people on staff uh, that have called plays at the NFL level. So what do you think is going to happen? They're they're just going to turn around and hand the ball off to Jonathan Taylor because that's the easiest thing to do. So, and when you have a like you like you always preach, Kevin, when you have a, when you have a mobile quarterback like Ellinger, it just opens up the the running lanes for the running backs even more because they, the defenses have to respect uh, the the mobility of the QB. So, yeah, I love the Jonathan Taylor call. He's the cheapest he's been all year. The cheapest he will be all year. Um, absolutely could see him going for 150 yards and two or three touchdowns in this matchup. Um, so he's somebody I'm heavily interested in, and I would I would be on Swift as my fields run back if I knew he was going to play a ton. 
because uh, I, I agree with you. The matchup's great, and he should be able to smash Chicago. If I knew he was going to play, you know, even 50% of the snaps, then I would love him. But um, I just don't think we can trust him right now. So outside of JT and uh, Saquon up top, I really like going with a couple cheaper guys. To I think I'm going to use running back to maybe save, save some salary. Uh, we've had, you know, Mike Tomlin has, has come out and said he really wants to get Jalen Warren uh, more involved. He's 4,900 against against the Saints. Not the best matchup, but for a guy who, you know, could see 15-plus opportunities here uh, and is is, is a capable, very capable pass catcher um, on a slate with no value, uh, I, I don't hate the idea of play, playing Jalen Warren at 4,900. And then the other semi-cheap guy uh, is Jeff Wilson at 5,500 for Miami. Uh, he already put up 16, almost 17 DK points in his, his debut for Miami and essentially took over the lead role from, from Raheem Mostert. So uh, very interesting dynamic there in Miami, but it seems like Wilson's going to end up being the main guy and, and get the goal line carries and get all the high value touches. Uh, so I think Wilson is, is very interesting against the Cleveland defense that you can run on. And uh, I really like pairing Wilson with Tyreek and, and, you know, if you're not playing Tua, you're, hoping to get all of the Miami points that way. So that's a very interesting way to go. So yeah, those are going to be the the four main running backs that I'm on. That's JT, JT, Wilson, Warren, uh, and Saquon. And then also if Zeke doesn't play, obviously Pollard's just, you just lock him in. But it sounds like, it sounds like Zeke's going to play from what I've seen, but who knows? Maybe they hold him out another week. Yeah, um, I think he's going to play, and I don't know. And I also want to touch on, just real quick, uh, uh, on ETN. The, the the Jags, have they've had some trailing scripts this year, and ETN, he doesn't have a single game with more than five targets. So while we think that, you know, this could be a smash spot for, for him to, you know, get heavily involved in the pass game, I mean, they've they've played in some, some game scripts where they've been trailing the whole time, and um, – I mean, he hasn't really crushed from a from a target standpoint. And yes, I know James Robinson's been there, but James Robinson never really got a ton of targets either. So um, he's run really hot on the ground the last three weeks. I mean, he's got four touchdowns in three games, and he's going to be very popular at 7,100. And I just really like the idea of pivoting to Jonathan Taylor over ETN for pretty much the same price. Yeah, um, yeah. I think a couple other options here that we could talk about. One, I think, is actually Damian Pierce in that same game with Saquon Barkley. Like this, because this doesn't really profile as a game. I mean, obviously, the Giants' offense isn't you know anything to be overly uh, you know concerned with as a team that's going to just run away with it quickly or put them down really quickly. And so, Damian Pierce is sixty three hundred dollars, and he has been really good this year. And then. You compare that as well with uh, the Giants have not been very good against the run. They're 24th in rush DBOA. They've allowed the eighth most rushing yards of the season as well. Uh, they have struggled to stop posing running backs. And so I also think Damian Pierce is – and he's actually been getting involved in the passing game too uh, with this team. And he's starting to see about 70% of the opportunities. So finding a running back that's going to get – yeah, 72.6% of the opportunity share in this backfield – uh, you're it's gonna you're gonna be hard pressed to find a running back that gets that kind of usage and that kind of opportunity at this price at sixty three hundred dollars, and you know outside of last week was really the only week that which was kind of odd the way the way that it turned out, but he didn't really see any targets. But prior to that, he saw six, five, four, five targets over those over the, the, the over that span, 
And so he is just somebody that is locked in as kind of the lead back here. So I do like Damian Pierce here as an option against a really bad run defense. And then uh, if you want to, uh, it's, it feels a little thin or not thin, but like just not great, I guess. But David Montgomery uh, on the year, uh, he's now seen 70% of the snaps over the last couple of weeks. And this is a great matchup. The Lions are 27th in rushing VOA. They'll have the sixth most rushing yards, the second most touchdowns, and the sixth most DK points allowed uh, on the year. And um, but he just has he's only been averaging about 13 carries per game and two targets per game. He's been much more of a utilized in the passing game. And obviously, you know, Justin Fields is going to hurt as well. Uh, but if you know Justin Fields doesn't see as many carries this week or as, as as many touches, then I think David Montgomery could be an option. He is 6K against this Lions team. And then I think Jeff Wilson is also an interesting option as well in the same game with Miami. Uh, you know, if you're if you're not playing, you know, the, the Miami side of this game, then I think getting exposure to this game through Jeff Wilson could make some sense. He actually played more snaps last week than Raheem Mostert did. Played 49% of the snaps to 47% to Raheem Mostert. Uh, you know, last week they pretty much split carries, but uh, Wilson saw more targets, saw three to only one of Raheem Mostert. They both scored a touchdown, and Cleveland also has been dreadful against opposing running backs. 30th in rush DVOA, they'll have 11th most rushing yards, the 4th most touchdowns, and the 5th most uh, DK points, the position. So uh, I, I do think that uh, you know Jeff Wilson, I think at $5,500, if you're wanting to pay down a little bit, I think you know he could be somebody that we could look at here. In this in this game, uh, you know, as a little bit get a little bit different, and if you're not going to play, you know, Tyreek or Jalen Waddle or or Tua, if you're not stacking them. I think you could go this direction over here and play somebody like that at fifty five hundred dollars. So I, he's another guy that that I have some interest in as well. Yep, and and then past that, like I don't, there's not really. I think for me, my probably my top five favorite options are going to be Barkley, are going to be. Um, Jonathan Taylor, like I mentioned, I you know I'll have uh, Damian Pierce. I'll probably play a little bit of Swift, and then probably play one of these cheap guys like Montgomery or uh, or Jeff Wilson if I want to if I want to get a little bit different uh, down here at the running back position. Yeah, I'm probably going to end up with Wilson and JT if I had to guess. Yeah, and then Debro in the chat. I don't know why Debro is not on the show. He's in our chat, but he's not in the show. You know. I think he's, I don't know what's going on. He's dodging or something like that. You know, he said he was going to be on the tricycle. Hasn't, you know, been a thing since what week one, <laughs> week one, uh, you know, it'd be nice if he could come back sometime, but uh, anyways, uh, D bro says Dalvin. Uh, no, thanks. No. Yeah. I'm out. I'm out on Dalvin. I can't, I can't play him uh, at AK. I mean, he yeah, hasn't shown he's got a, in a AK, you need 30 plus points. And yeah, and it's not, it's not the matchup for it. And now you're talking about Josh Allen, so that your, your pace could not, be, you know, could be something completely different. If you're dealing with weather conditions, like I can't do it with Dalvin. Uh, just, yeah. just, oh, stomach bug. You know, you always got an excuse, D bro. Okay, no excuses. Okay, rule seventy six. <laughs> play like a champion today. Okay, just saying. Hopefully, yeah. Are you? Hopefully, you can be back by Thanksgiving. Is all I'm gonna say. Okay. Hopefully, you're yeah, back. We need to, for we the need to get the whole show. band back together for that. Yeah. Get Ryan. Get him out of out of retirement. I don't know what he's doing these days, but, you know, get him on here as well. So, yeah, but I can't do it. I'm not playing Dalvin Cook. I mean, the the, the Bills have been good against the run. They're sixth in rush DVOA on the year. I just, I can't do it. I'm not playing Dalvin Cook at AK. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? 
Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Okay. Sorry to shit on you. If you were here, I would tell you you're an idiot. You're not here. You're in the chat. So I'm still going to call you an idiot. Yeah, it's give me give me Saquon for six hundred more and JT for five hundred less and ETN for nine hundred less. I'd rather play the, all three of those guys over Dallin. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Okay, so if you don't know the running backs, let's go ahead and jump over to wide receiver. Yep, I'm good. So we've already talked about a few of these guys, and we have Ty- Tyree Kill at ninety one hundred dollars. Cooper Cup is nine K, but Matt Stafford does not look like he is going to play. Uh, he is dealing with, uh, you know, a, what is it, uh, concussion. And so he has not practiced at all this week. So that is not looking good for his availability. And so uh, I'm not playing Cooper Cup if Matt Stafford is out. He is 9K. And then Justin Jefferson, 8,800. Devontae Adams is 8,700. Steph Diggs is 8,300. DeAndre Hopkins is 8K. You have Jalen Waddell at 7,600. CeeDee Lamb at 7K. Amon Ross A. Brown at 6,900. Chris Olave at 6,800. Amari Cooper, Gabe Davis, Michael Pittman, Alan Lazard, Juju is Debro's daddy, Schuster, at 6K. <laughs> what are we doing at wide receiver? Yeah, I said, what what was it, like week three or something when, when Chiefs were on showdown? I said I was never playing Juju again this year. That's uh, that's going to change. I'm, I'm playing him this week. You just watch the games, and, and you, can just, you can just realize now over the last couple of weeks that Juju is uh, – He's turned into one of their main main pieces, like main targets for Mahomes. Um, it's it's been Juju and Kelsey, and then everybody else has just been kind of mixed in. Uh, it's, I mean, really, Hardman, you know, has been the lucky benef- benefactor of, of all of the TDs uh, over the last couple of weeks. But he's he's might be the one that doesn't even play. So now you've got Juju and, and Kelsey, who are guys that haven't scored in a couple of weeks. So um, those guys are due, uh, and I think you know those are the guys to play from the Chiefs side. So Juju at six K is I, I think he's I think he's a steal. Uh, especially with Hardman set to possibly miss this game. So, um, but starting, but up at the top, Tyreek's Tyreek's the guy. Every other wide receiver has uh, there's there's red flags on. So Cup, uh, you mentioned Stafford's not uh, possibly not going to play. Jefferson is is also going to be um, part of that Minnesota Buffalo game that gets a huge downgrade with no Josh Allen on the other side. Uh, Devontae Adams, we talked about the Raiders are just imploding uh, on a weekly basis now and. Um, Adams crushed last week, but it, it, I don't. I don't think Indy is a, a defense that'll let him smash uh, like he did last week. Diggs, same thing. No Josh Allen. 
Hopkins, I'm not paying for 8K for a guy who can't score over 30 points. Uh, Waddle, 7,600. Waddle is definitely boom robust enough that he can pay that off. Uh, but I would only play Waddle with Tyreek. I mean, with Tua stacks, uh, just because if Waddle's smashing, we we know Tyreek is going to do well as long as um, you know, knock on wood, he stays healthy. But uh, Ty- Tyreek is essentially this year's Cooper Cup from last year. I mean, he's put up uh, DK points of 30, 34, 32, 29, 45. It's just on a weekly basis. He's continuing to get you know double digit targets. He only has three games where where he's under 10 targets. Uh, and even the games where he's under 10 targets, he's still smashing on a uh, efficiency basis, basis. So I like Cleveland to be able to keep pace with Miami. And I just think Tyreek's going to continue to put up monster numbers. I think he's one of the only guys who can score 30 plus points on this slate. So I really like Tyreek up top. Uh, Amon Ross St. Brown is very interesting at 6,900 as a run back. Uh, if, if you're not playing DeAndre Swift uh, on Justin Fields team. So I like him there. Olave can absolutely obliterate the Pittsburgh sec- secondary, so he's definitely interesting. Um, scrolling down, we already mentioned Juju at 6K. Uh, Mooney is definitely still in play. We played him last week. We can play him again. 5,500, definitely a price bump, but against Detroit, uh, we saw Komet smash last week, but I think Mooney could. Mooney's going to end up going for 100 yards and a score one of these weeks, and I think this could definitely be the week. He finally got his touchdown, which we called. We said Mooney hadn't scored all year. Uh, and, and that he was due, and he definitely got into the end zone last week. But I think he still has a, a monster game under his belt somewhere uh, coming. Uh, his fields keeps wanting to target him uh, heavily over the past couple of weeks, so he's definitely interesting. And George Pickens is another guy, 5K. Uh, the Steelers just traded away Chase Claypool. Uh, we know Kenny Pickett loves to target Pickens, and this New Orleans defense has been abysmal over the last few weeks. And... um they're not playing in the Superdome. It's it's a home game for Pittsburgh. So I really like uh, George Pickens at 5K. And then my other value guy uh, that I have a ton of interest in is Donovan Peoples-Jones at 4,300 in that Miami-Cleveland game. Uh, if you're not paying up for Amari Cooper as a, as a pairing with these Miami guys, which Cooper's not cheap. He's 6,500. Uh, so you definitely have to pay up for him. Uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones has been crushing, and he's going to be my, my Darnell Mooney call of the week. He has zero touchdowns on the year but has been heavily involved in the offense. Four, six, five, seven, nine, three, one, 11 targets this year. He's consistently getting double-digit DK points, 12, 12, 12, 9, 12, 2, 0, and 12. So you start, if you start adding touchdowns to these or even two touchdowns, you're starting to look at games of 18 and 24 DK points. So that's what we look for in a, in a guy that um, you know can, can outperform what he's been doing is, are the guys that haven't been scoring touchdowns. And now all of a sudden you slap one or two touchdowns on what they normally do. Uh, and these guys are, are, you know, top value plays on the slate. And last week it was Mooney. Uh, he scored us like 18 DK points under 5K. And um, I think he was on the winning the winning teams last week because Fields was the optimal for obvious reasons. But, um, yeah, Donovan Peoples-Jones can absolutely get you 20-plus uh, from the wide receiver position here if he gets in the end zone, which he absolutely could find the end zone here. Yeah, I like the Donovan Peoples-Jones call. Um, he's somebody that I've definitely been looking at, and they have some weird splits. If you look at DPJ, his uh, his home splits uh, is – he's actually been a lot better on the road than he has been at home. He's averaging 12.1 uh, DK points per game away compared to 4, 6.9 on the, at home. But then if you look at uh, Amari uh, Cooper, it's just the opposite of that. Amari Cooper 
is averaging 23.1 at home, but only 5.7 away. So it's been some weird uh, splits there. But I do think at $4,300, and like you said, he just hasn't found the end zone. He has uh, seen 70 or more uh, uh, receiving yards uh, in four of his last five games as well. He just really hasn't found the end zone. So this game, especially where they're going to throw the ball a ton, I do like that call quite a bit at paying down at wide receiver. Um, depending on some health here with this uh, you know, Green Bay Packer team, um, there is a, a cheap guy down here that I think that we could look at playing, uh, Samori Torre, who's $3,900. And, I mean, this this Packers team is so beat up. Like, they just, they, you know, they lost uh, Romeo Dobbs. He's going to be out four to six weeks. Lazard is banged up, but it sounds like he could be, play, he could be playing. But then you have Sammy Watkins, who looks like he should be retired by now. Um, so, uh, but, uh, so I think Samori Torre is a guy that who could see some run here. He's uh, seen about eight targets over his last two games. He's only $3,900. He scored a touchdown uh, a couple weeks ago against Buffalo. And so I think if you're wanting to pay down a little bit uh, at wide receiver, I think he could go somewhere where you could go to at $3,900 uh, this game against Dallas. Um, I don't mind him. Uh, as a pay down option, but uh, I think some of these upper tier guys, like I, I definitely agree. I'm going Brown. He's still seeing incredible target share. He's seeing like 30 plus percent of the targets here in this, on this offense. And then I think it just helps me even more with somebody like TJ Hawkinson being gone and now in Minnesota. Uh, so he's going to continue to see a lot of targets. Great matchup. $6,900. Love Chris Olave. The Steelers have been just absolutely terrible against posing wide receivers this year. And so Amari Cooper or Amari Cooper, um, Chris Olave is definitely in play. Juju Smith-Schuster, I totally agree with you. He's become, like when teams try to take Travis Kelsey away, they pretty much, now they're just utilizing, utilizing Juju Smith-Schuster in a lot of similar ways across the middle. Uh, I actually think Canarius Tony is a, is kind of an interesting GPP play this week. He got he got more run than I was expecting last week. Typically what you see, especially from Chiefs wide receivers, especially new wide receivers that come in midway through the year, it really takes these guys a long time to figure out the offense, and they really don't get much usage. He was out there early in that game um, against Tennessee. I think the game changed a little bit in how they played, so they, he didn't get to play as much. But I think moving forward, you can expect him to play a lot more. And if McCole Hardman is out, like I think that's the guy who's going to get a big bump. He's got to do a lot of similar stuff that would, than what they do with uh, McCole Hardman. So I do think Kadarius Toney is a guy that I really like this week. And so at 5K, if McCole Hardman is out, because if McCole Hardman's playing, then I'm going to have interest in him because he is. They have been utilizing him all over the field. They're doing a lot of uh, different things to get the ball in his hands because of how, how, how explosive he is, and he's still not uh, as expensive as he should be. And so I, I definitely think that somebody like him is somebody that I would definitely be looking at if Nicole Hardman is out. And then uh, you know we already talked about Christian Kirk. I already mentioned him at fifty nine hundred dollars. Uh, you're going to have to play somebody here. He's seeing a lot of targets in this game. Last three weeks, ten, seven, and nine targets. He's got to be the leading target guy. And so Jerry Judy, I, I or Jerry Judy, uh, Christian Kirk is somebody that I would definitely be looking to play. Um, uh, Debro here says KC seventh most points to the slot. Debro, so here's, here would be my pushback on that, is that a lot of that was without, um, whenever Trip McDuffie was out, since he was out, they were playing a lot of like Rashad Fitton, and so their their main slot guy is usually Legarius Sneed. And because uh, Trip McDuffie was out, he was playing he they had to utilize it more on the outside. Now you have Trip McDuffie back, you're able to put Legarius Sneed back in the and on the inside because they love Jalen Watson on the outside and they love um Trip McDuffie, who's who could really be 
there's a lot of hype about him and how good he is. And so the slot, I don't think that you're looking at Legereus Seed there. And I don't know if I, if I would uh, buy into all that as much with Legereus Seed, you know, playing in the slot. So we'll see on that. But I think some of that, it has to do with, you know, the fact of the injuries they had to that secondary there. So I do want to mention that. But I, don't, I completely agree with you, Darnell Mooney. Uh, is as definitely, I think he is primed to uh, have a monster game. We haven't seen it yet uh, so far. You know, last week, seven catches, uh, 43 yards and a touchdown. I think that was yeah, his first touchdown of the year, but I think a 100-yard game is definitely coming for him, and this is a great matchup. And I kind of like Deontay Johnson this week. Maybe I hate myself, but I think somebody's going to be a big benefactor here of Chase Claypool leaving. He's $5,800. He's still seeing a ridiculous target share. 13, 7, 10, and 9 targets over his last four games. And so I don't mind playing him here against New Orleans. And so Deontay Johnson at $5,800, I think, you know, it's kind of gross, but I I don't mind playing him here. It's just too cheap for the upside, especially for the amount of targets that he's seeing. You're going to be the only one playing him from this podcast. (laughs) I am not. Just give give me George Pickens 5K. We'll see. Uh I, I I slightly prefer Deontay Johnson here. I think uh, he's been written off a little bit too much, so I do I do like him a little bit. And then uh, doesn't he have the the shortest depth of target in the NFL? I mean, it's no different than what he did last year too. But yeah, but now he's got a QB <laughs> that wants to throw it down the field a little bit, and not Big Ben that wants to just throw it negative two yards. D D Bro here agrees with you. It's just Pickens, you know, that, yeah, that's Pickens. how we know confirmed. Confirmed. Play Deontay Johnson. He's going to smash this week. He's going to get twenty plus DK <laughs> yeah, points. Pickens. Okay. So, other what than about that, um? Like, did you mention MVS? What about him? I know he dude. He only got one target last week, but if if Hardman's out, I mean, he, Hardman doesn't even really affect him. I guess because Hardman doesn't have see a ton of volume. I guess Hardman would would affect Tony more than MVS. But I mean, MVS is a guy that's on the field for literally every play, pretty much. Um, and when he does get targeted, it tends to be you know, a lot of air yards underneath of it, but it's just 4,100 in a 51 total attached to Patrick Mahomes. I don't know. It's tempting. It's tempting. It doesn't feel good to click his name, but I mean, three catches, a hundred yards and a score. I mean, that's reasonable. That's in his range of outcomes, right? I mean, it's definitely possible. Like, I mean, I mean like we talked about the chiefs offense or this chiefs team spreads the ball around a lot. Uh, so like, I don't hate it. But like we we have, we've actually seen his snap share started to drop a little bit. You know, before this he was more of a 80 snap guy. Last two weeks it's dropped to fifty five percent and then sixty five percent last week. He's still running a decent amount of routes, but it's not nearly as high as it was earlier in the year. Earlier in the year again he was running about 86, 85, 70, 75, 80 uh, percent uh, route participation, and last week it dropped to sixty two percent. The week before it was dropped seventy percent and down to sixty two percent. He's not seeing any targets. The lot you have to go all the way back to week five, the last time he saw more than five targets in a game. And so, I mean, it's tough to trust. I mean, it's definitely there. I mean, the air yards, uh, I, I think, you know, he's definitely kind of the, the deep threat, but they just really haven't had to show much for willingness to throw the ball down the field. They've been much more content this year of just moving down the field, you know, in short chunks with guys like Travis Kelsey and Juju Smith Schuster and then, you know, doing stuff like that. And so it's it's been hard to trust somebody like him. And so, and again, I think Kadarius Tony would be the guy that would step right in. And do a lot of the stuff that uh, McCole Hardman's done. So, uh, Marquez Valdez scaling, I think, is an option. But, like, I think you could make a case for somebody like Sky Moore of also being maybe a little bit more of an option, too. 
Uh, I know that's Dee Bro's boy, his love child. Uh, somebody I absolutely loved heading into the year. Um, or not? Is he heading. Min Price? What is he? Is he thirty-five? Yeah, three K Min Price. Three um, K for Sky Moore. But it's mm. just like he just mm. he hasn't been a thing, you know. He I mean, hasn't. He, he's played. All it takes is one guy to get hurt. No, for sure. I mean, we haven't, and things are a little bit more consolidated, I guess, with McLaren, but being out. But <clears throat> obviously, you're adding Kadari Sony into the mix, and so that that kind of takes it back to kind of what it's been. But I mean, he hasn't. He really has only played roughly around 25 percent of the snaps. He doesn't really see any targets. He runs about ten or eleven routes a game, and so it's just been. It's, he just hasn't done anything, and I mean, he's flashed at moments of like you kind of see some things that like, okay, this is what he can be, but he just hasn't been that guy. Um, they don't trust him. And that's kind of what Andy Reid does. Like Andy Reid just doesn't seem to really trust a lot of these young guys very much with the offense. And it's frustrating because I think that he is definitely a better wide receiver than Marcus Valdez Scantling. 100% Marcus Valdez Scantling is not going to be on the Chiefs next year. Uh, they can get out of his contract. He'll be gone. And But with Sky Moore, they have not shown any willingness. I thought after the bye that they would look to utilize him a lot more. That just hasn't been a thing. Uh, they just continue to he, – he goes out there, he plays a couple snaps, plays a little bit runs a few routes, and then might see a target or two, and that's been about it. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, if you want to get a little bit different, you're playing, you know, a lot uh, a lot of lineups, you know, Sky Moore at 3K, especially if McCole Hardman's out, sure. I mean, there's look. there's no value. And, I mean, even if he gets you what – he's gotten, what, like five to six points in most games that he's played? Like, it doesn't kill you. I mean, you're not going to win a tournament with it, but – you know, it, it doesn't kill you. I don't know. It's interesting. Because, I mean, what if he goes, you know, three for 60, catches a 40-yard a touchdown, gets, you know, two more catches for 20 yards, and he's sitting at 15 points. Now, all of a sudden, you've got the best value play on the slate because there is no value on the slate. Now, you've got a 3K guy going for 15, and you, you can fit in all the dudes you want. I mean, it's – I mean, and, and like you said, Casey has spread the ball around all year. The key for Sky Moore is he's just got to get on the field. But if Hardman's out, you know, maybe – so what's what's Hardman's snap share been over the last few weeks? Uh, I think it's roughly around 50, 60%. Yeah, so, I mean, that's significant. And, like – Yeah, so uh, – I'm a believer in Tony's ability. Yeah, so Hardman's been playing 60, 62 over the last two weeks. He ran 45 routes last week. <laughs> Against Tennessee, well, they, they, well, they threw the ball what sixty-eight times. Yeah, they threw it sixty-eight times, but <laughs> um, I mean, still, still playing, you know, sixty percent of the snaps pretty much every week th- this year, minus the the Vegas and Buffalo game where he only played forty. But that's significant, and like, I don't know. I would think they would trust Sky more over over Kadarius Tony, just coming in and learning the playbook. Like Tony played what? Would they? Would he play like six snaps, eight snaps, and got the got the ball on pretty much every every snap that he played? So that tells me that he was assigned a set number of plays and knew that he was getting the ball pretty much on those plays. Yeah, he ran four routes, four routes, two targets, targeted yeah. through the four routes he played. Yeah. So like, if Hardman's out, I don't know. I just feel I feel like that that goes to Sky more that that spot. Debro's trying, trying so hard to sell. Uh, you know, I mean, I agree. I agree. It's like it's no, it's definitely, it's definitely the range of possibility. You've got um, a, a rookie that you drafted. You're high on because they spent what was he a second round pick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A guy you just you just spent a second round pick on, 
or a guy you just traded for 10 days ago. It's like the guy that's been around was in camp, knows the whole playbook, you know, is got a little bit of a rapport with Mahomes, or some guy you just signed or brought over in a trade 10 days ago that's, you know, got ability, but it's been also been quote unquote hurt this year. I don't know. I just, I feel like, it, I feel like it would, if Hardman's out, I'm going to end up playing Sky more. I can see it now. Like I said, I don't mind it. Uh, if you're, I mean, if you're only playing a couple lineups, I probably wouldn't. But if you're, uh, you know, if you're playing a decent amount of lineups, I, I don't mind. I don't mind going there. Like, you know, we kind of talked it all through. I think one other option could possibly Nico Collins as well. Uh, he's, he's back playing limited practices. Uh, he is 4K. So if you're wanting to pay down a little bit, uh, again, I think he could be another guy that's uh, kind of gotten close to kind of hitting there, kind of like Diamond Peoples-Jones a little bit, where he's put he's had some uh, decent yardage games, but just hasn't really got there through the uh, on or excuse me into the end zone yet. No touchdowns on the year. So Nico Collins could be another guy at 4K if you're wanting you know looking for a cheap uh, wide receiver option. I think he could be another uh, player that we could be looking at here if you're wanting to pay down a wide receiver. And other than that, like, I think we kind of talked through a lot, a lot of the other guys. Uh, you know, now we've been spending, you know, 30 minutes on wide receivers, but uh, it's with the, you know, drawn out Sky Moore conversation. But, uh, <laughs> but, so who, who would be it your. It could uh, end up being the most important conversation of the week, though. No, yeah, for sure. Trying to find some value here because we want to pay up for some of these running backs. You know, there's some of these wide receivers we want to pay up for. Really trying to find that value, I think, is going to, you know, it can be crucial. And we really haven't had, you know, a whole lot of like cheap value really go off it's been so much chalk this year mm-hmm. that uh you really haven't had, had it and so maybe this could be a week especially with a lot of uh uncertainty around some of these uh spots here he could definitely be that guy so i i like i said i don't mind playing him i i think i'll always have some interest in a, uh, a kansas city chief you know wide receiver if you play if you play sky Moore and, and donovan people's jones you can do a lot of stuff with your salary but other than that, you know, I think uh, the only other guys I, I, that I would talk about, uh, I think Zay Jones in, in the same game is in play, 4,400. Khalif Raymond, I think at 4,400 is also in play. You know, not a guy that you're looking at getting a monster number, but could probably give you, you know, probably 14, 16 DK points, save you some salary at $4,400. Uh, Wondell Robinson, I think, is also at $4,700 uh, like him as well. So if you're wanting to pay down in this 4K range, this is kind of where I would look to go or chase Claypool at $4,800 as well. I think he saw six targets in his first game with this team uh, last week. I think he probably only gets more opportunity moving forward. So, again, if you're wanting to pay Justin Fields, you're looking to pair him with somebody. I don't mind going with uh, Chase Claypool either at $4,800. Uh, big body wide receiver could see some opportunity in the red zone as well. So, uh, th- those are kind of the guys that I'd be looking at if you're wanting to pay down a little bit of value. So, uh, so just to clarify, because we've talked about this for a while, who are your top five wide receivers you're looking at this week? Um, definitely Tyreek. And then I would say Juju, uh, Pickens. Mm, I don't know. It's kind of gross up in the six and a half K range. I'd probably say Olave up there as well. He'd probably be my number four. And then just because there's no value, if if Hardman's out, I will say Sky Moore is number five. All right. <laughs> I'm going to go with Tyreek. I'm going to go with. Uh, Chris Olave, I think Waddle's definitely in the conversation as well. Um, mm-hmm. But for me, it's going to be Tyreek. It's going to be uh, Amonrase Brown. It's going to be Chris Olave. And then I'm going to go with Deontay Johnson. And I'm going to go with Darnell Mooney. Um, as, as oh, yeah, Mooney. Yeah, definitely. Definitely well. Mooney. 
And then, like I said, you know, if you really want to get a little bit different, I think Samori Torre uh, could be another guy at $3,900 that could pay off as well. He's $3,900, so I like him as well. So, that being said, let's jump over to tight end where you have Travis Kelsey and then a big jump uh, to the next one. <laughs> Travis Kelsey is $7,800 this week at Jacksonville. Then you have TJ Hawkinson at 53, Zach Ertz at 5,200. Uh, Darren Waller was placed on IR. And then you have $4,200 uh, Patty Fry. David Njoku, who is questionable, who I don't think he's going to play at this point. He has a practice, which is kind of frustrating because at the beginning of the week, I think he said himself that he's that he's going to play this week. And now he has not practiced. Uh, he's just gotten some limited stuff in on the side. Nothing uh, official. So he's been DMP'd both days. He's $4,100. or I would have had a ton of interest in him. And then... Uh, Dalton Schultz is $3,800. Tanya is $3,700. Higby, Gesicki, Komet, $3,400. So, tight end. What are we doing? Uh, Kelsey, if you can fit him, absolutely. Otherwise, I like uh, Komet paired with Fields if you're not playing Mooney. And I also like uh, Greg Dulcich. 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 Uh, He's getting a ton of yards, and you start, like, you know, What's been the theme of this show for for DFS purposes is you start tacking on touchdowns onto these guys that are getting a bunch of yards and, and receptions. Uh, you got break the slate potential. So Dolce definitely has that ability, uh, and he is the same price as Komet. And I would I would expect people to be on Komet uh, from last because of last week. But I mean Dolce could get you to twenty. I mean he's got thirteen and eleven, and his last two full games outside of his debut in week six. Uh, he's got 14 targets over the last two. No, no TDs. So I mean, could you could add a TD to those games? You're looking at 17 and 18 points. So uh, he's definitely in play. Um, and Moreau's interesting as well, but he hasn't done anything with Darren Waller. Been uh, he hasn't even scored double digit points at all this year. But um, I mean, I guess he could catch a touchdown and get you there. But uh, it's not somebody I'm going to look at. Yeah, I actually don't mind him. Thirty two hundred dollars. Um... He's seen decent targets, five, nine, and five. You're right. He hasn't seen any touch. He hasn't scored a touchdown yet, but uh, he could be an option, I think, at $3,200. That's just uh, pretty cheap. I would have loved TJ uh, or Tyler Higby at $3,600 if Matt Stafford was playing because Arizona is terrible against opposing tight ends, but can't do it. Uh, and then I also think Juwan Johnson is kind of an interesting option as well at 3K. Uh, he, he doesn't see a ton of targets, you know. Um, but I think he could, you know, score at least a touchdown two of the last three games or score three touchdowns over the last through two of his last three games. So I think Juwan Johnson at 3K, uh, again, kind of a gross game. If you're wanting to do like a little mini stack there of that Steelers Saints game, you know, you could look at something like, you know, if you're doing a lave or if you don't want to go with him, uh, you could go with someone like Juwan Johnson. Uh, and then I wish, uh, I don't know what's going to happen with Evan Ingram, uh, but he did get a limited practice. So it sounds like he should be back, but he's $3,300. Uh, again, you know, if you're wanting to pair up, or but if he sits, up, load the wagons, boys. Load the wagons. We, we need a Dan Arnold week. Can we get a Dan Arnold week? We need it, please. Because yeah. Dan Arnold is as twenty five hundred dollars. You know, starting to you know Dan Air Yards Arnold. That's what he does. If you look against the Giants, one catch, twenty four yards. You no, know, against the Raiders, one catch, nineteen yards. I mean, he just catches everything deep. Just gets all the air yards. We just need to see some, some more targets for Dan, but. I was hoping this was going to be the week, but it doesn't look like it's going to be the case because it looks like Evan Ingram's going to play. So, now we'll see. We'll see. There's yeah. always hope. It's going to come eventually. So, I also uh, liked uh, Dalton Schultz as well. He's $3,800. Um, I think 
So for me, uh, you know, obviously Travis Kelsey is always uh, at the top. And then I think Dalton Schultz is somebody that I really like. And then I like the Greg Dolchich call. And then Foster Moreau uh, are kind of the guys that I'm looking at and Juwan Johnson. Sounds good to me. I can't do it. I was Because <laughs> I, I don't think – Mo Alley Cox may not play this week. So I was like, oh, you know, maybe. Because the Raiders oh, are terrible against posing tight ends. So I was like, you know, you have Jelani Woods, who has scored a couple touchdowns for them. But you also have Kyle Granson as well. But, yeah, I can't do it. Well, Woods is uh... – Woods is the guy Ellinger was throwing to on the preseason. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, but uh, Jelani Woods uh, didn't practice either, so we'll have to see on him. So, really, Kyle Granson could be the guy, you know, but I don't know. I can't play a Colts nah. pass catcher. I'd rather just play Jonathan Taylor and call it a day. Yep. So, anyways, uh, defense. Defense is interesting because – Minnesota? Yes, Minnesota's $2,200. And if, if you don't have Josh Allen, even if you do have Josh Allen, I still think they're kind of an interesting option. We played the Jets last week, and they got 10 points. Yeah, and I, cause I just don't know what you could truly expect if Josh Allen actually played. Uh, you'd think they would try to limit him. They don't want him to do a lot of this other stuff, so the running stuff would maybe be out. And then their offensive line's not that great, so kind of make him a, uh, you know, a sitting duck. or you know. And so even if they do, so the Vikings at $2,200. The Cardinals of Stafford doesn't play. At twenty seven hundred dollars, uh, I think would definitely be uh, something that I would be interested in as well. Um, so I think both of those would be kind of the two pay down options that you could look at. And then if you want to get, you know, like the Broncos at three K, I don't mind that. You know, I, if, if you're wanting to, you know, pay down the Texans, you know, Daniel Jones could, you know, turn the ball over as well. But I think the two options that I definitely would be looking at would be the Vikings and the, the Cardinals. But I think everybody else will be too. Yeah, but I mean, I get wanting to not play a chalky defense, but on a slate like this where we're begging for salary savers, I don't think I, I I'm just not going to care about ownership. I'm just going to play the best defense that's cheap, and that's Minnesota. Yeah, and I guess I guess if you're wanting to pay up, I guess the, the uh, Saints maybe uh, they're thirty five hundred dollars. But if I was paying up, I'd pay. I'd go with one of uh, Denver and Tennessee. I think that game is just ugly all the way around. And they're three K for Denver and thirty two hundred for Tennessee. And two defenses that have played well all year, honestly. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's go ahead and build this lineup. All uh, right. Get this thing done. So I think I started off last week. How about you started off this week? Let's just go back to the well. You you plugged in Fields first. I'm gonna plug in Fields first. All right. I'm just gonna go ahead and plug in Darnell Mooney then. All right, let's uh let's run it back with let's go Amon Ra instead of Swift. Okay, running back, I'm gonna go with my guy Jonathan Taylor. All right, I'll uh let's go uh, Jeff Wilson. You know, I think I'm gonna do a little mini stack here. I'm gonna go with Foster Moreau. Do you want to go ahead and lock in the Vikings defense? Yeah. Okay, so that leaves six three six thousand three fifty remaining for a wide receiver and a flex. So we can go. I'll let you decide on this pairing. I think we can go Tyreek and Sky Moore. We can go Juju and our oh, hundred dollars off Waddle. I mean Olave. Well, we could just say fuck it and play the Jags defense. Could could play just play Amari. I don't really like Amari on the road though. I'm honestly I'm down with Tyreek and Sky Moore. Assuming Hardman doesn't play. Or I could drop down from Mooney to Claypool, which I kind of like, and then go with 
Uh, then you'd have seventy four hundred dollars remaining with you if you played Juju. If that's what you wanted to do, and then you could go with either Camara against the Steelers, or you could go Travis Etienne and kind of a little mini stack there with the Chiefs. Oh uh, wait, Etienne. we can also go Tyreek and uh, Donovan Peoples Jones mini. It fits perfectly. Oh, you're right. Yeah, forty three hundred dollars. I vote that. Yeah, I like that too. All right. Okay, so this is what we're doing. So lock it in. So we're going to go Justin Fields, Jonathan Taylor, Jeff Wilson, Chase Claypool, Amon Ross St. Brown, Tyreek Hill, Foster Moreau, Donovan Peoples-Jones, and the Vikings D. I like that lineup. I might just make that my main build this week. <laughs> yeah, and this kind of, we got a kind of a conglomerate a little bit of all this game, that we, most of these games we like with Jonathan Taylor and Foster Moreau. Have a little bit of flexibility if you didn't want to go with Taylor. You want to do a little bit different, maybe pay up a little bit more at running back. But, yeah, I like that lineup. So, we're going to lock that in. Uh, got a couple questions here. Uzi, uh, my first look uh, lineup is Mahomes, Kamara, Swift, Mooney, Pickens, Zay Jones, Kelsey, Komet, and Vikings D. With Kelsey, okay. Kamara and Pickens, that's a mini, okay. Zay Jones is a run back. Swift and Mooney. Mini with commit. I mean, I don't hate it. What I would do is I would swap out because you're playing Mahomes. I would swap out commit for Sky Moore. Um, because commit's only commit's only going to smash if if Justin Fields does well because we know Fields is going to produce on the ground. So if Fields crushes through the air, commit's a benefit of that. But you're playing. You're saying Mahomes is going to heavily outscore Justin Fields. So if that's the case, Mahomes is going to throw four or five touchdowns. And so I would want more than just one pass catcher uh, than, than Kelsey. So I would go Sky Moore over Komet in that team. Otherwise, it looks great. Yeah, I would just slide Kelsey to – yeah, I mean, even if you think Komet outscores more, I mean, that's – like I said, that's a bet you're making that Fields is doing well. And at that point, you should just save the $1,400 and not play Mahomes and play Fields instead, especially since you have Mooney and Komet. Without fields, I, I would just play fields there and then uh, do something different. Yeah, because it feels tough. I mean, for Mooney and Komet both to get there, that tells you that that Justin Fields threw a lot. One, he's smashing, and he's cheap, fourteen hundred dollars cheaper. So what I would do, I would either come off of one of Mooney or Komet, or just play fields and then upgrade something else in there. That's just my. That's just what I would do. Just for from an opti- optimizing your your outcomes there. Yeah. Like, I don't hate it, you know, uh, but I, I think that with that, like to, the way that I it would look at it very similarly is that one, we like Justin Fields is it probably isn't going to throw the ball very much, right? You look at it like 20 times. Uh, so there's not a lot of options to go around. So if you're going to play both pass catchers, I get it that yes, all he needs is a touchdown to, uh, to, to pay off, I guess a little bit, but like if you're paying both of them, you're trying to tell the story here in your lineup that 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 they're gonna be able to throw the ball a lot more and they're gonna be passing the ball a lot more. And if that's the case, then uh, I it just it seems like it would make so much more sense to be, to throw in Justin Fields and save the money. And then I think you what you could do from there. So, or I think that if you if you didn't want to do that, then you know maybe just come off commit and find another option. Or you know. And if you don't want to play Kamara, you know, drop down a little bit from Kamara and find another running back there, save a little bit of money, pay up somewhere else or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, because like you, 
you could probably go from Mahomes and Kamara to Fields and Saquon. I don't know what the salary is, but it'd be it would be close. And with that build, I, I would prefer, definitely prefer the Fields and Fields and Saquon side. But I mean, I, the the whole lineup's correlated, so I, I mean, it, it makes sense. The only thing that you know, only feedback I have is playing two Bears pass catchers without Justin Fields. Who are the wide receivers? Mooney Swift. Yeah, actually, that would fit. <laughs> You'd have about. 200 left over if that's what you wanted to do yeah so fields barkley swift mooney pickens zay jones travis kelsey cole Komet, and vikings d so yeah that's uh, that's what i would do i would since you have two bears i would play fields and then bump up kamara to, to barkley because it's certainly not crazy to think that that you know mahomes maybe doesn't get there but travis kelsey does because we see games especially where you know uh running back will you know it can, it can take something away from him and stuff like that so but even then, like Mahomes, Mahomes and Kelsey can still do well, but Justin Fields can also match Mahomes at fourteen hundred dollars less. Is that's that's what the that's what his that's the story his lineup's telling is he thinks the Bears and Chiefs are going to crush, and so he wants to play Kelsey with Mahomes because when Kelsey crushes, Mahomes crushes. But if he's playing two Bears receivers, I mean Justin Fields hit, is going to hit his ceiling with his legs. But also, he needs to get there with you know two or three passing touchdowns. So if you're playing two Bears receivers, Fields gets you to 40 points with a couple passing touchdowns. So that's you'd just be trying to capture all of that. And I think at that point, Fields is possibly outscoring Mahomes. And I definitely prefer Barkley to to Kamara. So that's just that's just how I would go. I don't think the the original build that he has here is is bad at all. It's I mean the whole lineup is fully correlated. I mean. Even uh, Kamara with with Pickens is a mini stack. Um, that's you know Saints and, and Steelers. So like, I don't, I really don't hate it. Um, you're just trying to you know think about what you just have to think about your whole lineup and and you know if guys are hitting their massive ceilings, what is that you know what's that mean for everybody else on their team and 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 the rest of your rest of your build. So that's that's all. But like I said, I think the original build is is still fine. Yeah, and then Agent Deja here on Twitch. Appreciate uh, you know, rocking on Twitch. But uh, how much time do you put into your research each week before you pick your lineup? Oh, hours. <laughs> I look at this stuff for hours, and it's yeah. it's not as much research as like because by by this point in the season we know the the good matchups, right? And so it's like the field's gonna know who who is in the best spots for me what what i spend the most time on is is just building teams and trying to to get a feel for you know what 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 kind of team build i think can have the highest ceiling for the week so like if i think for example in our first look that we just went over in this podcast you know we we talked about the dolphins the chiefs and the bears being our you know our three main stacks that we want to load up on so what I'll do is I'll go build a team with Tua Waddle and Tyreek. I'll go build a team with Mahomes, Kelsey, and Juju, or Mahomes, Kelsey, and Sky Moore, or Mahomes, Juju, and Sky Moore, or something like that. And then I'll build a, a Fields Mooney, uh, Fields Mooney stack or a Fields Comet stack, and I'll just play around with those builds until I can get to a team that you know I think can can take down a tournament. And you know sometimes that that takes a, a decent amount of time to go through those builds and figure out you know which plays work with which correlations and 
what kind of salary savers you need to to make those builds work. So like if you're loading up on Miami to a to a Waddle and, and Tyreek, that's a lot of salary. That's like 20k of salary right there. Um almost 20k. So maybe even more. Um, so, you know, you're going to have to find a couple of value plays that you feel really good about to make that build work. But I mean, if you can do it, then that's, I mean, at this point in the season, that's what I spend most of my time on. Cause we, we know pretty much who the best plays are and what the best matchups are. Yeah. And then, uh, speaking of here, Walido, uh, thoughts, Trevor Lawrence, ETN, JT, Olave, Pickens, Sky Moore, Kelsey, Rondo Moore, Vikings. So Lawrence with ETN. With a Sky and Kelsey run back. Okay. Pickens a Lave mini. I do like that. JT is a one-off. Good with that. Rondale Moore. What is the salary? I mean, Rondale's fine. I just worry about that game. I hate. I absolutely hate playing Cardinals, guys. Absolutely hate it. They just never hit a ceiling. Like, even Hopkins. Like, he's fine for 8K, but, like, he just never hits a ceiling to where it's like, oh, man, I really wish I would have played Hopkins. If and you it don't does, have it, him, it you does worry me a little bit, too, that Kyler Murray is dealing with this uh, hamstring injury as well. And that Stafford's going to be out on the other side, probably. Yeah. That game just terrifies me. Well, let me see. I'm seeing what price Rondale is. 52. I just think there's better wide receivers that I'd rather play that are in that same range. Like that. I think this have a little bit higher of a, you know, that have a higher ceiling than what he does. I mean, so he's in this build, he's fading the bears completely, which I would almost, I would almost want to get some bears exposure there, whether it's with changing Rondale to Claypool or, or if you have 300 extra salary to get to moon to Mooney, if you can get to Mooney, that's a, that's an awesome build. I don't even know what's the are the Vikings are they men? Oh no, they're twenty two hundred. Yeah, I don't know how much salary is left over, but I think if you could get to Mooney there, that would be awesome. Or the I would say or uh, Jeff Wilson, then you're getting Miami exposure. Yeah, so the thing that I was that I kind of my thought here with this is is that like I know it's kind of changing up a lot of this lineup, but like I don't mind going with Trevor Lawrence at all, but like I don't know if if how optimal it is to go Lawrence and ETN here. Because ETN just hasn't been seeing pass catching usage, so I feel like if ETN is going to see his normal type of carries, that I don't think uh, Travis uh, Tr- Lawrence is probably not going to get there, in my opinion. So I don't think he's the most optimal run back or the most optimal uh, stacking option with him. I think he'd be better off going like Christian Kirk or something like that um, in, in that in that situation. And then so maybe you could you know take out Pickens um, a little bit here if that's what you wanted to do, and then you could probably upgrade a little bit. And do a little bit of different things because I just don't think that ETN and Trevor Lawrence make the most sense in terms of a stat. I I actually tend to agree, and I think if if Lawrence were to hit a ceiling, he's probably going to score a rushing touchdown. And he's yeah. probably going to run for forty yards. So you're, you're probably looking at you. Know, you probably need ten points from rushing production from Lawrence, forty yards and a score, uh, to go on top of whatever. The, what's he going to throw for two seventy and probably two to three, probably two. 272. And if so, if he's throwing for 272, you really only need one receiver with him. And it's probably, I mean, they're all cheap. All the Jags guys are free. Um, I mean, even Kirk's Kirk's affordable. So yeah, I, I would tend to agree. I would maybe drop down ETN to like a Wilson or 
somebody in that 6k range that if you like anybody down there um maybe if you're maybe since you're fading the the bears pass game maybe you go david montgomery i don't know it's just something to think about but i i like the idea of the build but just thinking about how lawrence hits his ceiling i think he definitely gets there with a rushing touchdown which would hurt etn in the passing tds probably go to wide receivers or maybe dan the man arnold we could only wish high hope but yeah that's kind of how i'd be looking with that one and then uh i think that's it also, uh, Agent Danger, if you're still in here, I don't know if you are, but if you are, I drop. Oh, I gotta drop this. If you want, I don't know if you already are, but we have a, a Discord. Uh, you can join; it's absolutely free. Uh, that uh, for DFS, you can jump in there. We're both in there. Uh, I'd like to grow that a little bit more and get that building because I mean the rest of the channels are popping all the time. Uh, redraft, Dynasty, um, player props, all that stuff is popping all the time. And so, uh, if you ever have any questions, you can tag one of us. You know, tag Maddie or myself. We're both in there. Um, and if you listen to this on podcast, do the same thing. Like I said, it's absolutely free. No strings attached. Uh, I put a link in the description for the podcast uh, feed as well. So you can join there. Like I said, absolutely free. costs nothing. So um, that being said, I think that kind of wraps up week 10. Appreciate everybody rocking with us. Appreciate everybody in the chat. We got Thanksgiving slate coming up here in a couple of weeks, about two weeks from today. Uh, one of the best days of the year where we spend three hours talking about uh, three games. <laughs> Happens every single time. I don't get it at, at all. But it happens every single time. We'll spend two hours, two and a half hours talking about three games. But anyways, <clears throat> with that being said, appreciate everybody checking it out. And we will we will catch you guys again next week. We'll be back again here for week 11. Hope you guys have a good uh, rest of the weekend. Win some money. See you, in the, see you in the Discord. Bye. Think you can tell me what to do? Know who you're talking to? Big man, <laughs> treat you like your little man. Don't tell me what it's like to be half a man. It must break your heart to see what I am. But that's a freak, boy. That's a freak, little man. Break it down. Tell me what to do You know who you're talking to Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. 
But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.